Okay, people. You know who it is. It's Osiris. Yes, it has been a little while since I've done a brand new podcast. At least I know I do have. Um, but it's because I went through a slump of not really knowing what direction to go with and what I was going to be talking about. And so I decided to wait until it came to me. And that meant that somebody had to bring it to me. Meaning not that I'm lazy and didn't want to go out and look for it because I couldn't tell you what I was looking for. What I wanted was what other people were looking for. And what I mean by that is the the cult and the ministry that I have, um, Osiris Ministries, which is the the business-facing side of the cult. Hence, we have a lot of problems. People still, still have a lot of problems with the name or the word cult. They don't know what it means. They It just brings things up like Mance, Charlie Manson and whatnot. It has a bad connotation to it. And um, so it it being a non-for-profit, um, when you're going to ask for money or whatnot, um, you don't want to scare off any potential donors. And that was one way that it seemed like it would have an issue. So, of course, it was started as a... Um, on paper as a traveling ministry, which it still is right now. Um, so the cult of Osiris being a traveling ministry, uh, meaning I don't have to prove congregation where I roam, my people are. Um, then I had to write the 44 pages of bylaws, which basically, when enacted, changed uh, change the ministry into a church, full-blown church. Um and that will happen when we buy the building. Um, so it's off limits to certain governmental and religious people. Um, and that's kind of how that went. You know, the words that come out of my mouth and the names that I've named this like ministry and church, people have a hard time. And I understand because it's a direct contradiction kind of with what I say and what it seems to be on the forefront of what I'm doing. Well, this is very untrue. While, yes, it is called a church, yes, it is called a ministry, and all these things have connotations or some kind of similarity um, connection with what you know to be a church or a path, uh, some kind of organized religion. And I can assure you that it is the farthest from that than you will ever know. It was... Uh, it's everything but that, but we work within the bounds of what works, what um, they need to hear, be it the federal government or uh, the Catholic Church, whoever's going to give us what we need, and then we're, we're directly um, the opposite of what the name of the... Let me explain it a little bit uh, from the beginning. While it says the cult you recognize, as I said, 
if you look at the webpage, it says it's a cult of Osiris. And then it says it's an anti-cult. It's now this is important because first of all, most people don't know what the word cult means. And it simply means that whatever time people are in, there's a certain time. The mainstream religion at that time, whatever they might be, be it Catholicism, be it Muslim, be it whatever, uh, the cult members are simply not dealing with that. That is not something that they're partaking in. And they are simply removing themselves or not joining that and doing something on the side, doing their own thing separately. That is the definition of a cult, people. So you shouldn't really get it all weirded out. This is, um, I know that the press and everything that you've probably read about cults was bad, most likely, where there's not too many that have great connotations of it. And we tend to, uh, that's kind of how I want to be seen as if, if the cult of Osiris does anything in its uh, whatever, in its time that it's here then I want and I hope that it does that and that takes away the um, it does the opposite of what organized religion has done so that's what I strive to do um, at least give the place and um, soon to be a place when we buy the warehouse in the church um, and it's to bring the like-minded people together, and your cult is a group of people, and this group of people can do what it is they do. Okay, this is a community that will be based in the arts, so you're going to have artists, thinkers, gardeners, people like that. People that want to change the world and people that want to give to the world. And that's what artists do. Now, I'm not an artist in that normal sense of the word. So, I, that's why I hold them dear to me because it's A, something I cannot do. B, it is one of the biggest gifts that the humans give to another. And there's not too many more that are as big as that. And I don't think that people appreciate and really think about that. That artwork is usually for other people. Very, so they do do it for themselves, but, you know, it gets out there for others. That's very non-selfish. So anyway, um, the that connotation or that uh, synchron, like the synonym of the church and it's a church because this is what we have to put on paper to do a few to do what we need to do to get protected um, by the higher ups. We have to play the game within the game's rules and then use it to our advantage and make it what we will. And that's what I'm doing. Yes, it has to be uh, called a church because I made it a religious a religious entity. A tax exempt religious entity. Okay, so not only can the board members or who's part of the originators, board members, uh, that's tax exempt for the rest of their lives. 
That means we don't pay taxes, people. No land tax when we buy a building. We don't uh, income tax. We don't pay tax on anything. Okay. And this is what I'm giving to all the board members. Okay. That is huge, people. And this is me playing within the rules to get what it is that I think that we should all have. But it can't happen for everybody, but I try as hard as I can. And this is what we're slowly doing. So it's a church, but it's not a church. It's a cult, but it's not a cult. But it is a cult. I mean, by definition, it is cult. And I don't mind saying it's cult, but um, it's a cult. So just think differently, because that is the true slogan of the cult, is to think differently. And think differently about that. Or think educated, or you do something different than you've been doing, because you still don't know what the cult means, you know. So, upon sitting around, waiting for, kind of waiting for this inspiration to come to figure out what I was going to do with the podcast, um, it happened finally. Some, I had somebody come to me and started asking me questions about the cult. Now, a lot of everybody that comes to me asks me questions about the cult because, yeah, because they don't understand. And I've tried so hard to yeah, keep it all very um, open about what it is. And I guess I'm not really doing a good enough job. So um, I got some pretty hard questions that were asked. Um, and when I say hard, it wasn't hard for me to... I did it's not like I didn't know what the answers were. It's the answer would take so long that <laughs> they probably weren't gonna listen to it the whole time. And so that was my fault, but then it reminded me, I'm like, I know I have some of this stuff already out there, some of most of it's in the podcast. But when I start to think about it, I remember and I looked back and I'm like, you know what? It could be confusing to them because I think it's my fault. And what I mean by that is when I started the cult, it started off as the cult of Osiris and it was one thing. Well, that was kind of whatever. And I left that to the side as I started the non-for-profit part and started doing all that. And then that side of it's called this um, Osiris Ministries. And I kind of left the cult by itself and didn't keep up on it because the real work was being done over at the ministry. Now this the ministry has, you know, a different icon. It has, it doesn't, I have it as a DBA for the Cult of Osiris. And, and so that business set facing side has been overwhelming and, and taking up all my time and actually putting it so that I left the cult by itself just out there in the wind. And I want to thank you guys for coming in and reminding me because I just got all wrapped up on the ministry side, and so when this person was asking me all these questions, I could, I was saying in my head because I know that I put this out there, but um, I kind of abandoned it. So this is, this is me listening and uh, reacting to what it is that I hear that you want. So. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity to, A, to have a rebirth, it is my birthday coming up, um, here in August, and I call it a rebirth, I don't call it a birthday, 
Okay. Well, it is the day of my birth, supposedly. Um, I call it a rebirth because every year on this day, or every day of this year, it doesn't matter how you think about it, just think differently. It's not, you don't have to wait for this one day every year. That's, you could do it every day. You can make changes in your life starting every day. It doesn't have to wait for that entire year to go around. I use the entire year to go around so I can sit back, reflect, and then make a decision about what it is that I've done, be it surround myself, who I've surrounded myself with, um, then that, whoever's the close to me, whoever I've surrounded myself with, is a direct reflection of who I am. So I have to look at that and then make a decision. Um, and, and those are my consequences. If I've surrounded myself with people that are not good or, you know, then I have to make the decision to not take them into the next calendar year, meaning I have to separate from them. Now, if I make the, if I'm making this decision and it's really bad or really harsh, then that's for me to, that's my fault. I've allowed myself to be around people that are not positive or whatever it is that is needed. Um, and that, that's my fault. That's where I have to take responsibility for that. Um, and then I'll cut them, well, basically cut them out of my inner sanctum, I guess, if you want to call it. And when you're around good people, then good things happen. Not that bad things don't happen, but um, you're going to be, um, if you're around a bunch of smart people, you're going to become smarter. And uh, that's what I want to do, and I want to have people think of it that way also about me. Um, and so... I decided after making this decision to make this podcast that I would outline exactly what it is that the cults is all about. Now, I know I've said this many times, but this is going to be an outline form, and I think a lot of you would be a little bit surprised um, if you haven't read or heard it before, um, because I always got, oh, my, like, that's what it's all about. I get that a lot. Um, yeah, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Um, so, it's not, people say it's cult, and we, it's not, it's not what you think it is, and I'm about to tell you why and what it actually is, okay? Now, it, we know the difference, the only difference between a cult and organized religion is what? It is only that the guy that is telling you what to do is still alive in a cult. Okay. Well, even that I'm going to be changing because I, I'm never telling, I'm not going to tell you what to do. That would be dumb. And that is where everybody has a problem uh, with normal cults, normal religion usually, like all that kind of stuff. This is changing all that. This is different. This is opposite of what all that is. We, I, I do not tell you what to do. I will give you a better, a different way of looking at something, which will then give you a better data set. Meaning, if you have a new 
outlook on things. You're going to have more data and that data will get you better prepared to make the decision of which you need to make. And that I will have nothing to do with specifically. Well, that decision's for you. Why would I tell you what to do? That's dumb. Yeah, I won't want to be held responsible for it anyway. Shit. Um, no, but they, I'll give you a different way to look at things. You take that as uh, how you will. You have now more data to make a better decision. And hopefully it goes well for that. That's kind of how we, I do things. Um, now... The cults being outlined as, because well, too many people come up and say, what do you believe? And I don't believe in anything. That's first and foremost. And people say, oh my goodness. No, believe has lie right in the middle of it. And I don't want to have to lie to you. But if I tell you the truth, you don't miss. You don't believe. So belief for me is not something that I do. I have an inherent set of truths that I live by, and those truths are very possible, can change. Um, so they are flexible because they've only become my truths because I've taken them on for certain reasons. And that is through proof, through logic, through reason. Okay. If you can give me better logic and better reason, why something is the way it is and not some way else then I and I can get down with that then I take that on as a new truth and, and see just like that it changes okay so there's no like everything is fluid because it can change at any time it's not set in stone like the commandments okay now people say that I have to have structure within what I'm doing well, individually, I guess that uh, I would say, fuck you, I can do whatever I want, I'm a human, in an individual human hybrid. So, I don't have to do anything anybody tells me, uh, but I have to live with the consequences of doing that if, you know, you get caught. So, I, that's my hard-ass Osiris answer, but really, now that we have set forth a community of people called in the cold, then we have to have some kind of structure, some kind of system put into place of what inherently it is that we're all about. And so I've come out with that and I'm going to share that with you right now. Um, so if you ever wanted to know what the cult of Osiris is about? Here we go. Now, if you don't want to hear this, then I suggest you leave right now because this is what you would consider an anti-religious um, cult because I don't believe in organized religion. If you're weak at heart about being PC, then get the fuck off. This Don't be listening because I don't give a fuck about you. I can say midgets all the time, okay? So, if you're going to get all butt, butt hurt, then, you know, see you bye. But, uh, this, this is what 
an Osirian life or a better way of living um, is. Here, this is what it is. So when people say, which is his biggest question is, what does Osirianism, uh, what does it mean to be Osirian or being part of the cult, actually? Well, being part of the cult is being non-religious. Okay, that means you non-organize religion, be it any form, it doesn't matter. And that just simply means not belonging to a religious order or congregation. And now people are instantly saying right now, but Mike, you have a cult and you have to be put, and you're calling it a ministry and you're calling it, yeah, those words are only there because I need them for the laws of which I have to go and do the things um, with the federal government and with the Catholic Church to get exempt from all them. So I'm using their words to do that. If I could or name it myself, it would be... But I did name it the cult because I wanted to have a little piece of, of that kind of uh, power just to piss the right people off, I guess. Now, Osirianism is defined as, as actually, as it really is, if you look at it, thanks Ma, um, is defined as rejecting organized religion. Now, this is going to cause a lot of people to be very upset because a lot of people are very religious people. And you can be religious if you want to, but you're not going to enjoy what we have to offer because we do not believe, and when I say what we do not, Anybody that really wants to be a part of the cult wants to be a part of something that they're probably coming from, coming away from, okay? And that's most likely organized religion of some sort. So, then we have a lot of people ask, well, what is wrong with organized religion? Why do you not like it? And... As you know me, I like to get to the very bottom or all the way back to the beginning of things and explain my thought process of why it is that I say what it is I say. And this is what it is about organized religion and why it's wrong. Now, if you take any of the major organized religions of today, they were all except, yeah, cult, they were all created hundreds of thousands of years ago. Okay, this is back when humans were largely very, very ignorant, and they were ignorant of how the entire world worked. That is, the laws of simply nature and science, okay? We, religion came before science, okay? Before we had the knowledge of science, that's why we had religion, it came first, okay? It explains things. It gives you a sense of community. It gives you this. Okay. Now, those organized religions were founded and still operate so arcanely um, on the principle that men are superior to women. Okay. So, if you have any of those feminists out there or anybody that doesn't like that, you shouldn't be arguing about over the cult because uh, organized religion on most all organized religions say that men are superior to women and that all other species on earth okay 
all other species on Earth exist only to support our human desires. Oh, okay. Enslaving cats and dogs to be our pets. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so, um, there we go. Now, much of the conflict and violence in this world as of today and as of late, and as in the past, and most of it is linked to religion, organized religion. Most of it, like most of the wars have been religious. So, for example, if you have the Christians versus the Muslims, or the Muslims versus the Jews, or the Hindus versus the Muslims. And what's really crazy is even within these organized religions, okay, so not even on the outside, even within themselves, there's so much conflict. Within Christianity alone, you have the Protestants versus the Catholics. With Islam, you have the Shiites versus the Sunnis. Each religion, organized religion, here comes that word again, believes in some supernatural God. Some can't write it, some can't draw it, some, no one's seen it. This supernatural God, or multiple gods, that can and or do interfere with the daily lives of the humans at all times. You know, the Jews can't eat this, the Catholics have to do this. You're being told what to do everywhere. What you can eat, when you can sleep, you name it. And that is not the kind of thing we're all about. Uh, supernatural gods that don't exist uh, is exactly anti what we, what we exist what we know, okay, we say that there's no external God, meaning when you look externally outside yourself, you will not find God there. You will find other gods there, but you won't find God because we are all what I would consider gods. So you might see another person, but that's a God in a way. We're all gods. Look do not look externally for God. Simply look from within because you are God. So start acting godly. Okay? So we're all humans. We're all gods in our own right. Okay? Now, if we look at... Mm, the tangible evidence that such gods in the organized religion exist and to and they want us to believe in these such these beings it undermines everything you know to be as anything correct i mean you believe really that there's a guy up in the sky that needs money and uh, is really bad with it and wants you to do these things and wants you to do those things and lets all this hate and all this like go and like come on people now do i have some sense or some sort of 
cognition of what if there's something higher than us? Absolutely. But that does not mean I worship the thing. Whatever it is. Now I'm very, very sure that things are under control. And I call it the natural universe because I, we don't know what it is. But I'm a pattern person, as you know. Everything runs on patterns here in this planet. And that's how I figure things out. And tell, I'll tell you one thing. I've tricked the natural universe and put a hiccup in the matrix, if you will, by following patterns and following where the patterns are. And uh, that, that means everything's under control. And what I mean by that is if you just want to do pure numbers, anything in this planet that we know of right now is if you see something like a percentage that's very high, let's say 90 and above, that's under control if it's over a long enough period of time. That means if you get 95% of the answer, say you get heads or tails, right? On a coin, you flip that coin, heads or tails, you flip it up and you, you 95% of the time, if that coin comes up heads 95% of the time, constantly over a two year period, you can definitely know that that's under control. Over a long enough period of time, percentages should not stay the same. They should degrade. It's the power of the numbers. But if they don't, and they stay at a steady, they might fluctuate a little bit up and down, but they stay within 95%, that's impossibility. That means it's under control, and that's how you know there's something controlling everything. Simple as that. I'm not saying I know what it is, because I do not. Until that, whatever it is, wants to be, let us know. We're just going to have to go on not knowing. But I don't believe in this parable of Jesus Christ and all that crap. Jesus Christ never did anything for me. Jesus Christ never did anything for any of you. Okay? You did it. Somebody else did it. Um, but get to know yourself. And start doing things for yourself so you don't have to rely on others, even if it is Jesus Christ. So, we don't have any tangible evidence for that. I have tangible evidence for everything it is that the cults has inherently say in anything, because we don't have that kind of thing. If you don't believe in yourself, well, then you might not be... I mean, the cult's still here for you, because that's what we work on, is we work on, you work on it. You work on it by being around other people that have worked, that are working on it. And those are the people in the cult, so come on now. Now, although more than 75% of the world's population to us, assuming today, um, belongs to one of the major religions, but we've had pretty much a pretty big like migration toward away from it, be it from the mega churches all the way down that are non-secular and whatnot, which makes me very happy. But when we look and we ask the question, well, what has your your religion done for you lately? Okay. Well, that, that just is very easy for them to not have an answer to, because I can tell you what their religion has gotten them. And I'll, I, I mean, look at 
75%, let's say. Um, what it's gotten is these people that belong to one of these major religions after thousands, okay, thousands of years of religious practice, praying to the gods, whatever the hell it is, we have more than a billion people on this planet that are like this. They lack access to clean water. Jesus did that, right? Uh-huh. Don't have enough to eat on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Billion people lack basic sanitation facilities. You know, go and take a shite. Okay. Lack electricity. Okay, now, you hear Jesus is doing real good for you. Okay? <laughs> you got a billion people on this planet now. Okay, so, now in addition to half of the world's population that, that doesn't have uh, basic access to basic healthcare services, okay, that's a travesty. Organized religion offers no solutions for these problems. None. And the, these are the, th and one of the other ones is the biggest threat to humanity as we know it, and that's, of course, the climate change. People can get on board with that or not. I know how like weird it is about it, but we're destroying it no matter what, how fast it is going to come to it affecting us. But I mean, we don't harp on it. We just... Now, in general, the most secular countries, okay, and when I mean secular, when the, the kind of like us, I, I reuse secular in Assyrianism as a synonym, the same. They have the highest standards of living, the least violence, and the highest level of happiness. Those are people that do not believe in religion. Now, people ask a lot of the times, and we have to say, they ask what the big challenges are for the cult and for getting people into the cult. And I, of course, first and foremost, say, well, we don't do any recruiting. The recruiting is not there. We don't force people to come in. We don't even go out there and advertise for it specifically. Um, the cult's number one. They, you can't even get into the cult unless you come and ask. So that should tell you a lot of things. Uh, how do you get in? And people always ask, how do you get in? Well, you got to come and ask. That's it. Because that means you're looking for something that maybe... You're thinking maybe that it has it over here. Well, I'll tell you what, you have it within yourself, but you come over here and you will learn that if you do not know that. And then you'll find your answer, I guarantee you. But they ask us what the challenges are. And for many people, um, organized religion really does provide a sense of community for people gives them a part of, they feel like they're a part of something 
any source of console, you get consoled or console. Um, it, you go to your priest when you're, you're being consoled by a death, okay? You, you go to talk to the priest, okay? That's whatever you want to call that word. If you're going to somebody to get, I don't, I don't even know how to say it, consolation, consolation. This is a consolation prize. Uh, no, you're like, but that's what I mean. Like, you're going to get consoled by that. It, this this source of this community, you're being part of something. Uh, that is very strong in something like an organized religion. And as well, it should be in anything. Um, if Osirianism is to replace religion, it will have to provide those same benefits because it is that's one of the most important things for the humans and of course we would like that is what we promote and that is what we do we don't even have to replace religion to do that we that is just what who we are what, what we are and the people around us uh, that's what they come for and that's what it is people And so it's very important, and this is why it's an artist community, um, why it's a community of thinkers. It is therefore very, very important that Osirians um, come together to provide uh, that same sense of community and support for their members or their fellow humans. Now this is inherently done when we make our community center. That's what we're getting the warehouse for. We'll turn it into a church so it's off limit to the federal government and to those, you know, things. Then we have the right to do our sacrament, whatever it might be, um, with no retribution of illicit drugs or, you know, if our acid is our, our sacrament, then they can't fuck with us. But much of that to be talked about later. Um, and this community is everything we are. That's why our our church is a community center. Okay. Because we're bringing people together of like minds. Not only of just like minds, but we're bringing together people of like minds. So they can come together. We can build something better. Better than we have right now. It constantly should get, be, be getting better because we have constant new ideas. We have constant smarter people. We have constant new ideas, be it from dumb people or smart people. And that, we have both of those people because we have, the, we have every form of it because maybe some of the dumb people are coming to get smart. And the people that have to teach them to get smarter, it's smart people. So everybody's got a job to help out. Okay? And what are the smart people's jobs? The smart people's jobs are to keep getting smarter, you know, and to help the community or the people within the cult to become smarter, um, sharing their ideas and their way of thinking. And, and, and don't be selfish with your smartness, okay? I, I try to explain why it is that I think the way I do. And so I try to give my smartness to somebody else, but it, it's not like that. Like, you can't. 
the thought processes are individual. So now, um, if we're asking what this being one of the major pillars, so if you are, I have, since I've described what it is, then I have to provide um, some. Well, how am I going to do that? How am I going to provide some keys to uh, providing a sense of community for people? And, uh, well, if I have to explain it, I will. But this is what we're going to do. Again, we'll start with the membership or the lack thereof. If you want to be a part of the cult, um, it's kind of like you know, a membership. But um, And membership is defined as having a sense of belonging and a personal investment in the group and though yes it would be a membership because you have to have that so if you're gonna that's what's gonna do to be a member plus you have to ask what else does providing a sense of community mean um, a building trust people have to know um, and be able to depend on what they can expect from not just the cult, but more importantly from each other that are inside the community. Okay, and that can be inside or outside the community, but it's only outside the community if they don't want to be a part of it. So what I mean, so that's pretty self-explanatory. We need to be able to depend on all. Our community members. Why? Because if you're living next to somebody and somebody's coming to steal a car in one of the places, and that person next door next door neighbor sees it, you would trust that that person would want to call the cops or do whatever they need to do to to help you out. You have to trust the ones that you live next to, and that trust has to be proven and proven shouldn't be hard because this should be something inherent that the humans do and they've pretty much been brainwashed out of it um to the most part to actually like be scared of their be actually scared of their and that that is crazy that's what we want to change and so um We're building a community that will allow that to happen and to show how that must happen. Now, also, this community must offer something of value that the members want. That, that I mean, why else would you come, right? If I if there if it didn't have some if the cult didn't have something you wanted, you wouldn't even bother. And I'm a firm believer in all of this. Uh, relationships should be the same way. Well, why would I even bother being in a relationship if I wasn't getting anything out? Exactly. So, um, so what we offer is a way of thinking differently, a place that you can come as a community and learn, learn what community is. The, it's for the artist to give, uh, have a place to do their work because I believe that's so much giving in that. We will be teaching classes on renewable energy, on uh, many different aspects for that, 
for the community. We will teach them not only careers, as in computer uh, refurbishing and computer repair, but then we have a long list of classes we'll run out of the community center, be it, be it renewable energy to uh, community gardening, anything that will help sustain the humans on this planet for a long period of time and make them self-sustainable, make them community sustainable, if you will. So we will be teaching this and we'll have um, classes for it. We also give them a place to come and say what they want to say. The freedom of speech in this country is a fucking joke. Um, but what we, I've got the, well, this is where you can come and say fuck midgets or, you know, whatever. And I didn't mean that like that, but um, people say I couldn't say midget and I can't say this and I can't say that. Well, you can come and say midget anytime around. So, um, then if that's what we give to them, give them a safe place to come. And there always has to be a common bond or an emotional connect between the members. That doesn't mean we all have to have orgies or anything. I mean, you can if you want to, I suppose. Um, we're all against that freedom of sexuality. Okay. But, um, you will feel what it is when you come into the center. Um, because what's going to happen is you're going to be, first of all, you're going to be surrounded with people like-minded or at least on different levels of like-mindedness. Some people are striving to be more, want to be like that, so they surround themselves with people and they get fun. This is what we want, a bunch of people trying to better themselves on this world, on this planet, and better the planet itself. Stop killing the planet. Better themselves and to show and to share what they, their knowledge on what it is that they're good at to help humankind along. Okay, simple. Those are probably the four biggest key, keys or pillars of, of um, what it means to be a sent, a part of the community or part of the cult. Okay. Now when you look at, when you're doing any side-by-side -side comparison of two things of why are you better than the other alternative. So we put up a organized religion against Assyrianism, right? And we have to look. Organized religion depends largely on something called faith, which I don't believe in. And I don't even like to, I have to use believe because I have to use faith. And I don't use those words in my world. I only have to use those words when I'm describing or in some way talking about theirs. So, organized religion depends largely on faith and basically an unquestioning belief in the spiritual altogether. Which basically, it, it suspends the two things that we're all about. And that's suspension of logic and reason because there would be there's no logic or reason to that faith that you have on the, and that unquestioning belief in some god up in the sky so 
that's the difference, is we're directly opposite of what they are. Okay. Osirianism relies on the laws of science, proven facts, and the use of reason to decide the correct path forward. Okay, did you get all that? The laws of science. Then then we have proven facts, what has been proven to me. Okay. And the use of our own reason to decide what we want to do or the correct path forward that we're going to take. Okay. So that's, you can't beat that, I don't think, like, really. Um, then we move into the last part of it, that most organized religions emphasize what happens after you die. You're going to heaven, you're going to hell, you're going to burn in hell. Well, you know what? Even as Osiris being the god of the afterlife, that does not mean that he's sitting up as, I think it was St. Peter in the Catholics, and sitting at the pearly gates and says, you can't come in, no soup for you. Um, no, that's not how it happened. It's to see the, the, the energy, the spirit, the, the soul into the afterworld. Make sure it gets there, it ends up in cats, okay? Um, but the most organized religion emphasized this afterlife and that is no matter how bad a person's life is that they always say that it's going to be better in the afterlife after they're dead well because that's inherently what they're supposed to be living for they live to die and they die they're dead. So basically organized religion is telling them that it's better in the afterlife. Well, I hope you're going to heaven or, or hell. Like for me, if I believe in some crap like that, then I'd want to go to hell anyway, because that's where the party is. If we don't have hookers and blow and all this. No, I'm kidding. But if we can't do everything that's bad for us in their sense, um, I don't want to be there. Then I'd rather be in hell in their hell, because like, that's where all the fun is. Okay, you know. So, what it is that they are telling you is that, hey, live this life on this planet, the only life you know, and live it for your afterlife, which, live it for when you're dead. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. My reason says that that's not logical. Okay, now, Osirianism, we believe, with our Syrianism and what our Truths all, I suppose. I don't like to, I say my truth, that's what, but I don't like to say everybody's truth. But it's the truth that the life of a person or a human being that is living at this moment and now is what is the most important thing. Okay? that people should have 
the resources and opportunity, especially, to make this life a happy one. Because we don't know what happens in that. No one. Some of us have gone to the other side. And we've come back. And we can't tell you. We don't know if that's going to be the same for you. We can tell you about our experiences and what happened to us. As I do most of my life telling people. And that's what most of the cults been. And when I do my counseling, that's what it's all about. Is me telling about my experiences and giving it to see if, you know, you can resonate with that. So, we, while organized religion talks about living for the afterlife, we talk about living for right now. And to make this happy place um, a good place to live, not wanting to, you know, not being as I think of it, like, this is hell on earth. I mean, <laughs> this is hell. I want to die. Like, basically, it, the way society has performed this planet and basically what what has happened is making it so non-comfortable to live. I mean, it would be a lot easier to die, right? Yes, it would be a lot easier to die. But that, you might only get, well, you know, get one shot of living. So get busy living or get busy dying, but you might not be able to come back. You just be dead. And it'd be a huge waste of time of how many years, 30 years of your life, if that's all that you did, you know? So, we make it, it happy in this world, this life. It's a wonderful life. Make it that way. Now, that is basically the Organized religion versus Osirianism. Those are three. Everything's in threes with me if you haven't noticed. That's because it's a pattern and a pattern is true. That four, it, brings, it allows me to have my truths. Because I know it to be true through logic and reason and through fact of the pattern. The pattern has made it that way. And you can't lie about pattern. Okay, so... And now we'll move on to, well, what does it mean to live Osirianism? Or what are their basic principles that they have? Basic principles. Well, one of the biggest principles is the principle of sufficient reason. Meaning, if I don't give you sufficient reason, why it is that you are to take something on as a truth, then something else then you should not take it on as a truth. Sufficient reason needs to be given at all times for it to change the truths of what you should have or what you do have already. That means in layman's terms, to change my mind, give me sufficient enough reason why it is the way you say it is and not the way I say it is. And if you can do that, I'll change my mind in two seconds. Not a problem. I've done it many times. And that's why we have a lot of this. Things can change all the time. We don't have them set in stone so they cannot change because everything moves through changes. So uh, these whole Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. Well, you can't put that across the board, okay? Because sometimes it's okay to kill. So don't we don't we try not to do that whatsoever. Um, we try not to have too many rules, um, and it's not rules. It's just human nature almost. 
in a way. But so, how does it? What are some? What are the principles of the way you live? Basically, is what what the way Osirians live. Well, it all starts with. Um, what I consider the natural law and natural law means that the universe is governed by one overarching set of laws um, and those laws are of nature and science that means we have to live by the laws of gravity okay that's just the way it has to be until we find out a way of not to live that way and we have to live that way, you see? So I, I'm not trying to put laws out there. Not try, we just live by what it is that we need to live by. And that means the laws of gravity, the laws of science, the laws of nature. We have to live by those um, or change it so that we can cheat it. Um, but we'll get into that later. Now, the human community, which means most of all of us, we have us like hybrids, myself and others, um, but we're still human. The human community whose existence, its very existence, is subject to these laws. They need to be able to respect and to preserve um, the environment that has been given to us, that nature has bestowed on us, if you will, um, or it is that alone is to not do that is to threaten the existence of humanity altogether and the other species on this planet so at the same time um and we share this planet with other things and us not living by those laws of nature and science and in the environment of which nature put it bestowed on us if we're to live on this planet that we were somehow put here, okay, I don't believe, uh, we grew up here, we evolved here, but I don't think we're from here originally. But that's, that means that it's neither here nor there. No one knows the answer to that question. So, yeah, if we just need to live by those laws and to make sure that we do, because then it would threaten the very existence of us being here, like it is right now. The humans right now are destroying everything that keeps them alive. And they're doing it at a rapid scale. And we're the only creatures on the planet that do that. That's how you know. One of the, the ways you know we didn't come from here. Because every, everything else, the animals are living in perfect harmony. If the humans weren't there, they would. it would be perfect harmony. As much as possible. So, um, Within the human community, if we are to consider our society to be civilized, if you want to be civilized or called civilized, then we need to have a basic set of basic rights as a human. Now, I had a hard time with this because not being fully human is not... Am I am I uh, capable of coming up with uh, even recognizing what should be done for pure-blood humans to have basic rights if you're not one themselves? Well, I can come up with 
you know, uh, yes, I can, but, but that might be a little harsh for some people to understand. So I'll let you know what I came up with and you tell me if it's okay. <laughs> because I'm inherently, I, I think we all feel that these would be all right. As an, as an individual basic rights as a human being, you should have these basic rights. The right to life. Okay, no shit. Um, and now I'm going to use a lot of words that I normally wouldn't use, but I'm using these words so you become familiar. You recognize the words, they sound familiar because they're used in what you know of now. Um, and... But I want to make sure that they're explained, which each words are explained, so you understand what life and liberty and justice for all. Okay, the right to life and liberty. Liberty meaning liberty being the freedom to do that which injures neither another person nor the environment. You get that? That means. Liberty meaning the freedom to do what or that which injures neither another person nor the environment. You don't want to destroy the other humans around you or the environment which you have been lucky enough to be put on. So, we tend to say that that's one of our inalienable rights or your individual basic rights of this. So, that can't sound too, too bad, I hope. And I don't really care if it is not something that you don't get all semantical um, with it because if we do get semantics, then we've already lost. Because we shouldn't need all of these laws with all these words with all these things. It should just be natural. But we have to unlearn what we've learned. This is what this is what it needs to do. Now that's number one. Number two would be the right to be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Okay? Whatever happy is. Happy, happy, joy, joy, it says. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Okay, now, that can get a little confusing because if happiness is me doing bad things, then is that right? Let me get to it. But my one of my favorite being the next one is, is freedom. Because I'm free to do whatever the fuck I want any old time but I you know just don't do bad things right freedom from discrimination based on race color sex sexual orientation uh, religious or any other personal beliefs nationality social origin unicorian doesn't matter uh, you know we probably won't you won't be around us if you're uh, organized religion people um, but you have to come to us as organized religion people um, and then you change 
Um, so we take in everybody as long as they ask. Okay? So it's a big one, the freedom. Freedom of, uh, you should have freedom of discriminating. We're all human beings, goddammit. In one way or the other, be it a hybrid or not, we're all human beings. Remember that. So don't discriminate against other human beings. Simple. You can fuck off with your racist and sexist thing. Yes, we have taken no dick, they're sexist. Yes, the people are different colors, but we're all humans, and that's what we're gonna. That's what I concentrate on. I don't give a shit about the rest of it. Just concentrate. They are one human race. Get over the rest of that shit. Okay, we're gonna start to think differently. Stop thinking about the, the things underneath the human race, and stop thinking about the human race. Okay. Next one that no human or hybrid should. Uh, being should be held in slavery or servitude. Okay, now you notice that I did say human beings. Um, if people are <laughs> in the cult have already asked me before if they can have pets. Because uh, I, you know, I consider that us being, them being slaves almost. Because they didn't want to be domesticated, you forced them to be domesticated, and then you made them your little slave thing. You've kept them as pets, and that's... But I'm okay with pets, because... They have certain things, and they have to be able to come and go. Um, and you have to be able to let them. You should be able to let the, door, let the dog go outside, and not have a fence around you. Yeah, she worried about it hurting other people, but guess what? They're not going to eat you, okay? Unless there's not enough food around, but I mean, that's the way life is. Um, the cats, you know, they might not stay, but I think they will. I mean, if you're just getting fed all the time, why would you leave? Um, but that's, yeah, that's your right to do that, I guess. Um, because it's already inherently there, but... Just give them the freedom to roam. Come and go. You can't keep them like slaves. You can let them go. Personal freedom is what the difference is. And when I say personal, it doesn't mean only people. It means that they have the right to come and go. There's nothing, you see. So as long as they have that, then pets are fine because they have that freedom. And that's the most important part of it all, is personal freedom, because if you don't have that, then that's truly ours. So, no human being should be held in slavery or uh, servitude. And the right to live in a free and open society, with the right to, now, before I get to this word, do not think it's like, uh, what, something I don't do in this world now. Because you're right, in this democracy of what they think is a democracy, and in this way of living in the, right now, in this world, in this reality, I don't vote. Because I know it doesn't do anything. It has, it's a sus, false sense of, false sense, okay, of choice. But when you hear this, and I'm giving you the society with the right to vote, well, that's because it's going to be a society of which the vote doesn't matter. Okay, that's a big difference. Don't jump out of all your seats and be like Mike said. Cyrus said something about voting. Well, it's a different society within the court. 
the right to live in a free and open society with the right to vote, the true freedom of speech. So if I want to go, hey, it's an ugly midget, I can do that. Well, it might not be right, but I have the right to say that. It's not hateful speech. Okay, that's not right. Hateful speech. They don't like to be called little people. So me calling them a midget is just fine. If I wasn't calling them a midget, I would have to call them a dwarf because they're, they like to be called that, but they like to be called their names first. Okay, so, so fuck you and your PC shit. Okay, the freedom of speech, um, basic education, and a correct education, not like what they teach us here in the United States. Um, affordable and quality health care, meaning, yeah, we all deserve that. And um, clean air, fresh water, clean water, proper sanitation. Now, these are not any of the rights. This is what we should deserve. And this is what we should make for ourselves. Not that somebody else should give them to us. But the society itself should help all themselves to get that. Okay. So that's our rights as the community and as humans to do that for ourselves, not for now then we get into something that was probably the harder things for me to get a hold of because it's not something of which I partake in and that is children um, now I've been a child so I can tell a lot about what it is that, as a child but um, children are not considered well they're not adults, that's all. So they have to be treated differently, but not too differently. They are still humans. Um, because children represent the future, okay, and because of the lack of maturity within them and on this planet, you get maturity from being around longer and doing things and being taught things. And, well, they require special safeguards. Um, and care like they can't do it themselves and you put them on this planet so your job is to take care of them okay yeah you put them there they, they didn't come from some natural like unnatural like weird virgin birth you know it's two people put them there so the children have we have to put safeguards in, in care. Children are defined I guess I had to find I had to define children because they're not adults. They are defined as humans under the age of I don't know, I'm still debating if I want it to be 16 or 18, but we can all decide on that. I like 16 but it really depends on how you raise them. And they should, they should be at the age of 16 to be able to make these decisions because they were raised properly, taught properly. Um, should be afforded the following protections until they get of age. Of age. That is the right to know that they will be cared for by their parents up until that age. Meaning it's your responsibility to take care of those children up until the age of 16. Then you have no, like, you don't have to, but they should be moving out of the house. 
or doing their own thing or living under your roof but not like you can smack them up. no I'm kidding you can hold them responsible for their actions is what it is okay while acknowledging the rights and responsibilities of the parents uh, children are not to be the property of their parents you know my dad always said the best thing about having kids was free labor <laughs> uh, yeah part of why I changed a lot of that and it was true we we did all we had a small football team there's you know, seven of us so we did all the chores, which was good. It taught us and it alleviated him having to do it from working on it. Um, now, where, where a parent's personal beliefs, and I don't like to use that word, personal truths or actions are contrary to the health of or the well-being of the child. And the child's well-being uh, takes precedence before that, anything. Okay. Children have the right to form and to express their own ideas in the same manner of which adults are. They're just not held responsible for that and acting on that until after the age of 16 or 18. And then they'll get a whooping. Or, you know what I mean? Like, no, then they have to pay for those consequences. Up until then, they're learning. So that's they're all there is. There's adults and there's children. So we don't have, we don't put them into different, like, that's all. There's adult people, there's adult humans and children humans, and that's it. Okay? We have females and male humans. Um, we don't give a shit about your feelings. Like, we, we just don't even talk like that. Um, not that we mind if that's the way you feel, but we're not, like, we're open to discuss it, but it's not just... It is what we look at um, to have people think differently because that we know they think differently uh, if they're expressing those kind of things, which we can do. Now, somebody asked me what the code of conduct was for the cult, and I thought that was amusing. The code of conduct? What are we in the fucking military? <laughs> um, the code of conduct. A code of conduct, um, and this is what I say: as the Syrianisms, as uh, being a, a Syrian, we do. Well, I, I, we cannot command people. Okay, people are people, so people have the free will to do anything they wish. They have free will, and they will make their own decisions. That's why we don't tell them what to do; just give them a better data set to do it with. Okay, see that how that works out. Very, very nicely. So, and make their own decisions as to what they will do. That's what we strive on. However, people must be also held accountable, unlike they are now, for consequences. There has to be consequences for the actions. And so be prepared because we will instill consequences the community instills the consequences of the actions of the community and that can be very harsh people we do not need organized religion to tell us what our moral our morality is as a society we are fully capable of agreeing on a basic set of precepts 
that form the basis of what we would commonly call a moral code, and that all of us should follow as it will be and is and has been uh, back way back sometime other than now, as a foundation for the set of laws of the society of which we make. It's pretty crazy, right? It's very radical, they say. And when I get back, we're going to talk about some basic moral precepts. I'm going to shut this off and start again so I don't have to cut this already up about when I record it, I go over it. I have to upload it in two different like versions because after an hour, it's too long. So I'm going to stop this and we'll get back in no chocolate. That's two and two. We'll be right back in two.